how important is 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 failing? Mm, so important, man. But failing and not letting that be the end of it, you know? For sure. It's a, it's a it's a, it's a give and take. Like failing is like something that's constant. People talk about I failed, failing or like this isn't working out is totally different because it means it's continuing on. I also always tell people like the, anytime the worst shit in my life has ever happened, the best thing that's ever happened in my life comes right after it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. this big balance. So it's so important. If you don't fail, you're never going to win. I think love is probably the most important thing. If you're not loving what you're doing, you're never going to go as far as you think you should, you know, because you feel entitled if you don't love something. Unleashed with the Dingo and Danny, fueled by Monster Energy. Studio M, Monster Energy Headquarters, Unleashed. And um, unfortunately, no Danny today. Danny's usually sitting right next to me, Jaden. So sorry. It's a, But we have Brittany Palmer right here. So <laughs> Brittany's coming in the questions. And of course, Jaden Hostler, JXDN in the fucking house. Hey, welcome to Monster Energy. Welcome to the Monster Energy family, dude. Thank you so much for having me. This We're, is like our first date. This is our of. first date. Um, we did, no, we did a little, we did a little... We did a little fun video that you uh, curated <laughs> for the launch where we dumped a bunch of... It was actually real monster that you yeah, dumped over yourself. I wanted I, to stay authentic, you know? Yeah, you kept it really authentic, <laughs> playing a, a glalie in West Hollywood. Um, and uh, But no, this is your first time to the studio, first time to the offices, so... Yeah, thank you for having me, genuinely. Welcome, dude. I'm about to come in here and mess everything up for you guys. I like that. Yeah, come anytime. If I don't break something before I leave, that's a that's a win. We'll break some <laughs> shit today. And you were just in Colombia. I was. Medellin. Yeah, Last how was week, it? It was incredible. Yeah. I did it was probably one of my favorite places in the world now. And congratulations, Brittany Palmer won UFC yeah. Ring Girl of the Year. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I was close. I almost won. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I took it. I took it. <laughs> so um what I wanted to do, Jaden, I wanted to kind of bring it back um and kind of like do a bit of a walkthrough from the journey of you kind of coming to Los Angeles. Please. So you were born in Dallas or Tennessee? Dallas. I was born in that like Grapevine. Born Texas. in Grapevine, in Texas. Mm -hmm. And then how old were you to when you when you when you moved to Tennessee? I was like fourteen, turning fifteen. Super big Texas boy up until then. So that's a weird time <laughs> to kind of move. Yeah, it was crazy. I always tell people two formative times in my life. They always ask me where I'm from. I don't necessarily know because a lot happened when, until I was like fifteen. But then I went to high school in Tennessee, and like everything changes in high school, you know. So. I say both, or it depends on who I'm talking to. If they're if they live closer to Tennessee, I'll be like, "Yo, I'm from Tennessee." But if they're from Texas, I'm like, "Yo, I'm from Texas." Can we run the fact back that you were talking about before we went live on where you're from or the oh, middle yeah. school you went to? Who else went to that middle school? So I went to Grapevine Faith, which was like five minutes um, away from Grapevine a High School, which Post Malone, Selena Gomez, and Demi Lovato went to. So it's pretty crazy. Even as a kid, I remember being- What's in the being, water? Yeah. <laughs> There's something weird in the water like, there. that crazy shit in the water. But I remember thinking as a kid, like, it's so crazy that I live here in the same town. And now, like, I'm out here in LA doing exactly what I thought my dreams were going to be. So it's pretty wild. Did you always um, think that? I knew I was going to be something, man. I don't think I knew what I was going to be. I had crazy aspirations. At one point, I thought I was going to the NBA. So- Obviously, that didn't work out. You're not very tall. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't think that back then. I didn't think that mattered. I was a big like hard over height guy, you know, which is just all isn't always true. Sometimes right. you need to be like six seven. That'll help. When did you start like messing around with music? 
so wild. I grew up in, uh, my parents were both pastors, but they were also like music pastors with the churches that we were like affiliated with. And uh, I just was dumped into music my entire life. Just like really like hymnals, like pure singing. Watched Never Say Never when I was nine, which is a Justin Bieber documentary. I love Justin Bieber. Let's I, get love that Justin I love too. Justin. That is my man. Yeah. Like for real, if I had to like idolize anybody, it'd probably be him. I just felt like at nine, I was like, yo, this is me. Like, this is what I got to do. And then fast forward 12, 13 years later, um, that dream came the most alive out of anything else I've done in my life. So that's crazy. I didn't actually know that both your parents are pastors. So every Sunday, you're in, you're in church more than Sundays. <laughs> yeah, and they hated me. Oh, my gosh, growing up, it's crazy because it's like they always talk about how pastors' kids are like some of the worst people. And I feel like that's like true as you're growing up because there's <laughs> such a standard of like, oh, you're going to church every week. And as soon as you get out, you know what I mean? You're just trying to fuck shit up. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, were you but wait but but you were <clears throat> you were singing though right um no you I weren't you weren't I, part of the choir no <laughs> how come i don't think so i don't see like a lot of my memories i just blocked out from like trauma so maybe there's some good gyms uh from like my childhood but like i didn't sing on stage ever like in the church but i sing as much as i could right you know all right so tennessee by way uh no 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 <laughs> texas by way of tennessee Depending on what age bracket you're talking about, I mean, to to like obviously Tennessee is you know the heart of country music, yeah. but you're not a country singer. Oh no, they love it down there. So <laughs> in 2019, you're 21 now. 2019 was that when you moved to LA? Uh, I say yeah, probably. That's when I like officially lived out here in my own house with like my friends. Uh, before there, I was kind of living on uh, one of my good friend's couches, and luckily she lived in Bel Air. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing I tell about people in LA. It's like, yeah, the people are homeless or different things, but it's like, yeah, and you're right next to like a twenty million dollar house. You know what I mean? So it's all relative. I was really blessed to be on that that guest room couch. That was nicer than like any home I lived in growing up. You know, so um, it was pretty crazy. But yeah, I finally got my own place with a group of friends that I was like making content with. Uh, in Bel Air, and that was probably 2019. Yeah. And that was that the Sway House. Yeah. Funny. So that that was just a bunch of young kids, right? <laughs> yeah, just a bunch of idiots. You know, like genuinely, bunch of idiots that were like, "Why don't we just all live together uh, and be stupid together?" And it worked out. And you guys documented it together, like YouTube style, or it was more putting clips on TikTok and other social media platforms. Man, it, in the moment, everything felt so like, "Oh, we're doing this. This is so cool." But it was really just like we were just making stupid videos and trying to make people kind of like pissed off at what we were doing and it worked people really hated us for like a long time did they yeah i mean it was weird also like it's funny because social media then was not the same thing as it is now like it's so saturated now like when we were doing it when i was really like into social media probably like a year and a half two years ago it, that's like all it was it was its own world you know it wasn't kind of connected to real life like it is now like it wasn't as big of a thing like now, TikTok is like the most used app in the world. Like you, that, that wasn't the case. It wasn't, right? No. It was just kind of coming out. Yeah. Well, you like paved the way, right? Like you 100%. gave people these ideas like, wow, they these crazy kids can do it. I'm going to yeah. do it too. Yeah, all those people that yeah. like, like everyone likes to like chirp at or like talk about how like cringy everything was, which it was. It was like the worst shit ever. But th that paved the way for yeah. all this to happen right now. It became like the thing to be on TikTok. And as soon as that started happening, I was like, oh, I got to dip because I like went in and did my shit and then got out.
So who did you meet first, Travis or Kels? Travis Barker or Machine Gun Kelly? Because that's been the Travis. rise. You met Travis first. Because yeah. I, I first met you, uh, you know, I was, I've been trying to think about when the first time I actually met you. And I think maybe like when you were filming Downfall Highs, but I-, I, I Oh, I, possibly. I didn't even think about that. No, 100%. But the actual time, the first time I saw you uh, uh, was Austin, Texas for Soundcheck. Oh, crazy. And that wasn't, that was when you did like the smaller private yeah. venue. Um, and that was wow. the first time I was like, ah, oh, fuck, like all eyes on. So how did you meet Travis? Crazy. Speaking of like the whole social media scene, I had a really funny story. I just did a Comedy Central thing. I really wanted to do shrooms, right? But for the first time in my life, and uh, I was like 18, 19, I went to this private beach in Malibu, ended up doing them. It was a crazy experience for myself, like use responsibility. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> like, right. Um it, it changed everything for me. It also started a really dark path of like drugs. So that's why I say be responsible. But I was like tripping and I was like, I was listening to Electric Love by Bournes. Um, and I just could only hear the guitar. And I was like, I'm a rock star. It was the funniest like moment, most like euphoric, uh, revelating time for me. So I went to these producers that I was working with. I was like, I want to make a rock song. My first single I ever made, Comatose. And it's so funny because this is exactly how it happened. And then months passed and I had like put it on social media and Travis's son, Landon, I went up to him the day that I released the single. I was in Orlando and he showed him and Travis called my management team that day. And that's when like everything changed. As soon as Travis I'm, does something, everyone's like, oh, I'm totally in. <laughs> I'm actually putting up the uh, Comatose music video right here. This is your first ever song. Look, it says J-A-D-N. Yeah, like that's not name. how you spell it now, huh? <laughs> I had to change my name uh, because like some band. Uh, <laughs> oh, that we're going to sue you? <laughs> yeah. So this was your first ever song. This This video right now sits at 21 million views. And so funny. <laughs> <laughs> most people will mushrooms. do music for their entire life and yeah. never even accomplish just that. Yeah, just that. do mushrooms on the beach and then yeah. boom. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it works. You do look a lot different here, though. Oh, my gosh. I like it's one of those things that's hard for me to watch is like, uh, like go back and watch myself, <laughs> you know, act like because I was so new to everything. Um, it was just completely brand new. I wanted to make such a statement and I definitely made a statement, but, uh, I don't know what that statement is exactly. You look weird. You look like you're from old time low. Bro. Oh it's my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> In my hair. I love Jack. I love Alex. I love those guys. But that's what you look like. You look like a- No like, tattoos yet. Look yeah, at you. It's like a Vans warp to a 2014 look. It, you got it looks like on. I just figured out what black nail polish was. And I was like, oh, <laughs> let's go crazy. Yeah, it was really funny. That's like a real cow heart also, too, by the way, which I thought was really funny. How'd you, you know? get a real cow heart? I don't know. The guy that was shooting the video just showed up with this. The cow real cow heart? He's like, like I have this. It? This could like, work. Yeah, sick, dude. Like edgy. But it was funny. And then so you you met you met you met Landon and then you met Travis through Landon. Well, I Landon followed me on TikTok. Okay. Showed Travis my music. I met Travis and then I met Landon. Isn't it funny, like, I, I remember when Travis and Kelly started working together and I, I would, like, uh, uh, I would sit and, like, watch Travis and he's kind of, his method of madness, but his mm. method of madness is do everything, find everybody. Like, he's on Twitter talking to kids that have, like, a thousand followers yeah. that are making music. No, and, he, he he's tapped in all the time. He's always coming in, like, showing me new people and, like, new artists and, like, in my opinion on stuff, which is really cool, like, how hands-on he is. No one really knows. And that's how he was able to, like, kind of, find me in my position because he definitely met me where I was you know I, there was no way in hell you'd I, never you'd never do it before no I, there's no way in hell I would have ever ha had a reason to be even in front of him or anything like that and so that is the craziest part about it all is the power of social media at that time although I do think it's changed now I don't think it's the same 
I think it was literally like a moment in time that uh, I, I was just blessed to be a part of. And Travis really took a chance on me. Uh, but he always tells me he just knew. You know what I mean? He he asked me like when we first met, he was like, yo, did you listen to punk music growing up? And I, I'm not a liar. Like I never will. Uh, and just because there's no point. It always gets me caught up. I always lie and then I'm bad at it. So I get caught. Later. <laughs> so I'm like, I was like, I should probably be honest right now. And I was like, no. And he was like, perfect. And I was like, wait, why do you say perfect? And he was like, because you're just like this uh, mold of clay that I'm going to turn into like uh, exactly who you should be. And I was like, wow, that's perfect. So immediately I knew I was supposed to go with him. And now you are signed to DTA Records, which is his record label. Mm -hmm. Yes, mom. Yay. I, I, it's crazy because, you know, I, I uh, have kind of been around you since that transformation yeah, right the beginning yeah and and i remember the first time like i said see, seeing you in austin and then i saw you kind of like watch uh kel's machine gun kelly's show and it looked like you were studying mm. and, and 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 i watched you continuously do that throughout that tour and i think um the 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 the, the trans the transformation you've had since then to now, and and like I said, I saw you uh, went at the Roxy. What was that? Yeah. Couple, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, we did like a little club run. And the craziest fucking thing is, is it wasn't like I, I saw I come up stage and you've got like a kilt on, and I was yeah, like, oh fuck yeah. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. But then you came out to corn, and I think somebody your age, um, you know, that's more our style and 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 that era, but like mixing this pop punk, but then being like, ah, oh, fuck that, like I can mix in. Yeah. corn or mix whatever and you're kind of creating My inspirations you know yeah I mean? exactly like, right and 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 that really was cool. one of the best intros i've seen at the roxy and i've seen a lot of people at the Damn, roxy thank you bro it's really crazy that you say that because that's exactly what i did man like I, I tell people all the time the best thing you can do uh to like help yourself is just do it over and over again and like people think that has to do with like uh the things you can do physically like yourself like mentally playing through moments or playing through opportunities like over and over again that's something where i found a lot of my success is like at night or any chance I get, it's like I can't stop thinking about how I'm going to like better myself. And it's like a, a humility game, too. If you're going into something thinking you're, uh, you know everything, you're never going to uh, make it as far as you want. You can believe in yourself more than anyone. Like, I believe in myself. Like, I genuinely think I'm going to be the biggest artist in the world. That doesn't mean that it's going to happen right now or whenever it does. I just know that it's going to happen. Yeah. But I also know I don't know enough to be the biggest artist in the world yet. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't, like, spent enough time in this game. So watching Kells was really important for me. Um, because I was trying to catch up, you know what I mean? Like I, j I had did three shows before I went on this amphitheater tour with three Kels shows ever in my entire <laughs> life. And so I was and how, like, <laughs> how many people were there? My first show was like less than 200 people at the Roxy. Uh -huh. Um, and then I did a, a show in Chicago at Reggie's, uh, which is like a club show it was like 400 people, which was crazy to me. And like, it was a really, really fun show. And then I did Lala, which was my third show ever. Lollapalooza. Which was, yeah, in Chicago, um, which I love Chicago, but, uh. 35,000 people <laughs> at my stage, wow. which was fucking ridiculous. 200, 300, 35,000. And people go wild for you too. It's that it's that crossover. Um, what's the feeling you get when you're channeling 35,000 people? Mm. I bet you have an idea about that. I mean, like to a different extent. I'm, my mouth is closed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to perform Sometimes too much. people probably wish. They'd be like, man, if you would just shut his mouth, this would be sick. <laughs> no. No, it's a why it, it is. I'd say I am just now getting to the point where I'm actually able to process it. You know, I'm I'm like we talked about. I'm still super young. Uh, the first like really probably fifty shows I did, I really didn't get to experience the show. I was just like blacked out in the moment, and that's why I think a lot of people enjoyed the performance was because it was so authentic. 
Um, but it definitely wasn't as polished as I'd say I can now because I didn't have this like in the moment perception of what's going on. I, I couldn't like slow myself down because it's so like imagine walking out to people like cheer, even 10 people cheering your name. I get excited when people text me. You know what I mean? So it's like <laughs> it's like it's so hard to um, digest that just now um, I'm getting to the point and it's so unbelievable. Dude. When you realize that it is it's all one and at the same time, it is all thousands and thousands of individuals. And that's a crazy thing. And I think music's one of the other than sports and a couple other different things is one of the only things in the world that can unify that many people. So I'm just, I, I lose my mind every time I go on stage in my head. I'm like, <laughs> if y'all, like if y'all knew what I was feeling right now, I think that if people knew what it felt like to go on stage, I don't think anyone would try to do anything else in their life. I think that that would be the number one sought after like career and position, which it probably already is just based off of what everyone knows, but it's so undeniably um, euphoric. Yeah. It's wild. And then um, how important is like the people around you, you know, uh, Tosh is your drummer. Like mm. there's, you've, you've got people around you that Great I think are the, are the next greats, right? <laughs> oh, Tosh is going to go down as one of the greatest drummers of all time. Without a doubt. My guitarist, Kenji, he's playing like six different parts at the same time. People don't even know because we've tried to stay like a three person band um, just because there's something cool about it. And we have such a unique relationship. I'm so blessed. I think like the people you surround yourself with is a great idea of where you're headed. You know, um, they're either going to hold you back or they're going to push you forward. And I have the best team I could have ever asked for. But that there's it takes time. You know what I mean? And, and everything changes and you really got to hold to your own. And if you have values like my value for my team is like we're really grateful. Like wherever we go, we're grateful and we're kind. Like those are the two things that I make sure everyone on my team like that's what we like. That's how how we treat people, because it, it it's not just about the performance that people take away. You know, it, it's the energy. It's how you act you know what I mean? the humility you know the the idea of taking on responsibility like full on and so it's really cool being able to leave i've had so many shows festivals speaking of i don't even know if they put it out so i'll just say it on here but i'm getting put back on uh the lineup for next year's when we were young because yeah, let's go, let's let's go. go. <laughs> which is really cool for me because um blinks on that lineup too and so it's, it's really cool to come back to especially a place that's meant for you know, pop punk and being able to do it with like my daddy of fucking everything. And so he calls Travis his daddy. I have that? to. No, that's Travis Baca. Uh, yeah. yeah. Brittany's like, that could be my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> he puts it in the contract. He's like, yo, this is how you reference me from now on. His daddy. Oh, shit. I, <laughs> she's like, when okay. was the first time I heard you say that? The Halloween party last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I was in my like, underwear. <laughs> That's a scary thought. The things that I say <laughs> that people are like, what? Yo. But I got to keep doing that just to keep people on their toes. You know what I mean? How how important is 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 failing? Mm, so important, man. But failing and not letting that be the end of it, you know? For sure. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a give and take. Because if you're just, if you're failing and it feels like failing is like something that's constant. People talk about I failed. I mean, I don't like when people say that. Like, I failed. Like, failed is like, it's over. It's done. You know what I mean? But I, I was like failing or like this isn't working out is totally different because it means it's continuing on. I also always tell people like the, anytime the worst shit in my life has ever happened, the best thing that's ever happened in my life comes right after it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. this big balance. So it's so important. If you don't fail, you're never going to win. But then the people that fail, that give up, they were never supposed to do that in the first place. Like mm -hmm. it just really just goes to show your passion and drive. Like that was just. For sure. That pushes me further. Yeah, 100%. I think love. Is probably the most important thing. If you're not loving what you're doing, you're never going to go as far as you think you should, you know, because you feel entitled if you don't love something. 
but that's the most important thing I think about, um, you know, entertainment, sports, where we're so lucky on that side to be able to do what we love. Mm-hmm. And I think that is important, Crazy. you know. I, I, I'm, you know, 36 and I don't think I've worked a day in my life. Absolutely. Because yeah. I've done what I love, mm-hmm. you know, every single day, um, which is super important. And, and it's the same with, you know, entertainment. It's the same with what you guys are doing. I've always said, like, like my failures are my biggest successes and failing, you're just failing forward. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you're going to, if you, if you, Fuck something up, it doesn't go well, you fix it. Um, if you do if you, if you do the same thing over ten times again, then you're you know, yeah. that's yeah. the wrong thing, right? That's insanity. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Well, it's like that thing, it's like it's you don't have to do it, you get to do it. You mm-hmm. know, and that's like I I, yeah. I find myself doing that all the time. I'm like, I don't have no, I get to go and do these things. And it really just changes your perspective of how lucky we are and everything. Yeah. yeah. Like you like being grateful is mm-hmm. crazy. Like mm-hmm. I'm grateful for Monster and how I drink eight monsters a day. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I go to Trev's studio, I'm like sitting there buzzing because I just drank like five monsters. And he's that was like, where I think you probably had your first one. Yeah, probably ever <laughs> in my life. Um, uh, I-, I wanted to before we went live. We were kind of had we kind of you kind of got on this conversation about social media. I wanted I wanted to hit that before before moving forward because I think you're um, somebody that has this crazy social impact, um, and I, I think I I know you pretty well. You're 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 actually the complete opposite. <laughs> Attention's not something that you look for. I think attention finds you, which is not the worst thing. Yeah. Um, but it, it's crazy because you are. You know, uh, in that age bracket and in that realm of like this Absolutely. giant success from social media, um, can we can we go back and talk about what you were saying a little bit earlier? One hundred percent. It's really funny. My my, I've had such a such a a crazy relationship with social media because I've noticed that I wouldn't be able to make the music that I make or be where I'm at without it. But at the same time, it over time when you do something too much, it almost becomes like the same hindrance that allowed you to do it in the first place. I feel like that's what happened. Also, the the drama and, like, everything associated with social media right now. Like, people only like things if they're, like, horrendous or completely stupid. You know what I mean? They like the shock value or they like stuff that means nothing. But I think that's everything. It's, like, news. It's just the way we live. It's yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah, become, it's become crazy. I think social media has, like, sped that up. And I, I was just talking to Brittany. I was telling her, like, I when I first started making music and I saw the opportunity that I didn't have, I didn't do social media because I was like, this is my passion. You know what I mean? I was just a kid in Tennessee that found out you can make money on it. And when I found that out, I was like, I'm going to do everything I can to do this. So I don't have to work at my Italian fast food restaurant Fazoli's, you know, that I've been working at for like a year. I was like, this is the coolest opportunity in the world. I get to travel the world. It was not like this thought out, Oh, I'm going to be this social media star it just started to happen. Same thing with music. Like I, I figured out, I went to a Juice World concert in Dallas, the first concert I ever went to while I was on this like social media tour, right? And the whole time I was thinking like, why am I on this? And then I went to this concert and it changed my life. And that was the moment I decided to make music. And I um, was in Dallas, which is where I was born. And I just asked the bus driver if he could just drive me back to LA. Like I didn't have anywhere to go. And so it was just continuously following my gut. And then I got to a point where I realized the the life that I was living online was like a curated life. Like this is something that I chose to show people, make them think that I'm I'm living this way, make them get excited about what girl I'm fucking posting with or what guy I'm doing this with. You know what I mean? Like all these relationship stuff, like the drama of it all. And that's where a lot of my first success with my music came from. And I'm so aware of that. And so after that happened, like once or twice with like comatose and angels and demons of like, oh yeah, angels and demons got 
300,000 views in the premiere of the video, like before it even like dropped yet. That's and, crazy. Like some of the craziest shit in the world. But it, it, I saw over time, I was like, I'm not putting out, this is not a long term game for me right now. If I continue to do this, if I'm continuing to search for these like flippant moments. And I also got blessed with like going on tour with Kells, which changed everything for me, being signed to Travis, which gave me all this notoriety. And that's what people don't think about. He's like, am I going to make a song right now that's going to get a billion streams that everyone's going to love, but then they don't really care about who made it. They just like the song. Or am I going to build a career for myself um, in shorter, smaller ways that are going to make a bigger long-term impact? And so I was telling her, I went from, you know, documenting my life and trying to show everyone to actually living it. And like when I did that the past year, has been the craziest year of my entire life. I did 110 shows last year. I traveled to almost every continent in the world. I went to South America, which we were just talking about. It's so amazing. Changed my life forever. Um, I was with like crazy things, like with Taylor Hawkins, like the night before he died in, so crazy. in Paraguay. And we did like the only uh, show in front of this hotel that Paraguay's ever had with like 5,000 people in the streets of Paraguay. Like I've got, I got- So what happened there? There was like a storm or something <clears throat> that had canceled? Wild. It was crazy. We were- we, so we, I wasn't even in Paraguay to perform. I just did the Chile, Argentina, and Sao Paulo for Lollapalooza. Yep. Um, but we were flying with Kells and all their team because we're all part of the same management. And um, he had a show in Paraguay for this festival. And then the day we get there, literally like the craziest flood came. And it like was terrible. It like killed like 80 people. It was like the most devastating thing. And Kells was really shooken up about it. And so in the moment of all this happening, Kells like looked at me. We're all sitting. We have the footage. I think it's on his a documentary of like he looked at me. He was like, dude, do we, do we like do something? Do we just like grab a speaker and like perform for them? And we, I was like, fuck yeah, dude. That's the coolest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. That's like, that's what music's there for. Like hope, you know, something awful just happened. And that's the only thing we can do is perform and give them something to like hold on to. And so we did. And we just grabbed a speaker. We asked the hotel for permission and they set up like a barricade. And there's photos we'll definitely send you of like literally 5,000 kids like running in the streets, just like sitting there chanting it's pouring rain and they don't care and they're like it's the, it was the craziest night of my life it was yeah, so the, wild the footage from that was wild i think the the, the new album had just come out yeah for Kel kells was trying to yeah, play yeah, yeah. or the new album had just come out yeah well no i think he was he it we had just done the amphitheater tour but then he was he hadn't been in south america like right. ever and so it was like the first they had ever gotten to see any of it but you know what i didn't do that whole time make a tiktok about it you know <laughs> And that's what I want to say to everybody is like, look, I think it's, it's, it's really, you get really, people get really caught up about how they come off online. Like I, I promise you everything that people's perception of me, even probably right now is based off of a finite of information that I put online myself like a year ago and years before that, and then kind of dwindled off and stopped. And the only reason there's a disconnect is like, I've made the choice to like, I want to live real life. I want to go sell out real shows, like do real moments and meet with real people, go to Mexico city and have one of the best shows of my life that I just had do like little club runs. Um, and that couldn't have happened if I got, if I stayed so caught up in what everyone thought about me online, you know? What do you think was like, you know, like the, uh, 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 people get opportunities all the time. Uh, people pass up on opportunities. People, uh, I think, I think the opportunity uh, presented itself to you and I think you just took it and ran. Absolutely. That's it. I'm not any better or anything else than anyone else in the world. I just, saw what was in front of me and I believed in myself and I did I haven't let go of my dream and I never will you know I like that do you play video games I used to play a lot with my uh best friend that passed away Cooper like he was the one that really got me into video games 
he was like awful at Fortnite. So he was awful. <laughs> he, I just had to say that because he would have killed me if I heard him say that. But we used to get in so many arguments just like sitting and playing because I was really bad as well. I'm not good at video games. It's just not something. I'm terrible. I'm I end up just like running into a wall and I can't move. Like I can't. <laughs> I can't figure it out. I think it's like more so I get average. And then there's, I never make it to the next jump. So like I get there with everyone and then all of my friends just get so much better. And I'm like, guys. <laughs> but are you competitive? For sure. You are? 100%. See, I'm not competitive at all. That is a lie. What? Yeah. She's like, <laughs> no. I'm, there's no. I'm competitive with myself, but I feel like. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to our producer, Kim Dresser on that. And Kim's going to go ahead and say you're competitive. <laughs> no. I compete with myself. She's like, I would never care. <laughs> I would never care if what you know. <laughs> Kim's just on a flyby. <laughs> uh, it's uh, like it's uh, I, I. I think it was football last night. I was watching, and the, and the announcer was talking about competitor. And if you're a quarterback player, you're gonna compare yourself to another quarterback player. Absolutely, you're always gonna compare yourself. If you're a think competitor, I'm myself to other ring girls. Oh, number you're one the, ring girl. You're the undisputed best. You're the champion of the world. Yeah. What do you mean compare? Um, uh, you, you touched on Cooper there a little bit, who who uh, was your best friend. Um, obviously is your best friend. Is uh, I, I was actually right there with you uh, when Kells brought you up on stage from mm. Madison Square Garden. Wow. Yeah. Can we talk about that moment? That I was funny on the way here. I was thinking about that because I, I was going over. What I we, have the video footage on. I, I couldn't figure out how to. I, I'm not very technical. But telling we, you, it's Apple again. We were talking about earlier. Apple's <laughs> trying to fuck us over. Uh, no, that was. The, I was thinking about that because we were talking about. Um, I was thinking about how I was going to talk about how I've just kind of spent like really like a year off social media. No one really knows uh, what I've been doing, what I've been working on, and that was another one of those moments that like no one like that. That was so we put a video up there, but we didn't explain anything of like. This is the craziest thing about music and the craziest thing about relationships is like Kels is my actual like brother and family now. And it was Facts. not not the case when we first met. Like, dude, did he didn't did like anybody yeah. when he first meets him. No, he was <laughs> he was like, fuck this kid. He didn't like, like me either. Yeah. We met in like 2010 and he was like <laughs> looking me up and down like, what the fuck is this guy? <laughs> no, he definitely was like, all right. He was like, yeah. You've got a good Kells impression too. Dude, I swear, I swear, it's because all of our like bad traits are exactly the same. Yeah. We're like little ornery, like insecure people, and like, uh, <laughs> but that's why we thrive together. But um, he he was like he really loved Cooper. I got to bring Cooper on the first tour we did, and my whole first album is based around um, my relationship with Cooper and his relationship with like kind of addiction. But it was mainly uh, more mental health as well. And tell me about tomorrow was this whole idea of like me talking to him. Telling him, like, if you can just hold on to the next day, you know, I, I promise you it'll get better eventually. And so Kel's really bought into that. And he bought into him as a person. And uh, the night that he was playing MSG was Cooper's birthday. And so it, it was really just, it, it was just like a God timing of, like, Kel's being who Kel's is and a, the most genuine, authentic person that no one knows. And, um, like, again, like, online, everyone has this idea of who they think people are. Yep. And Kel's is done more from me and believed in me more than anyone else in my entire life and uh i was like really torn up and we were with each other the night before this is a funny story though can i tell you this yeah we are <laughs> the night before it's like three in the morning right and it just uh, in new york in new york we're, yeah. at, we're at this uh like little club and we're celebrating also uh Kels's, i was there what was that the, his hulu, oh, oh it's a hulu movie the hulu movie which was awesome y'all should go watch it by the way and he's like when it's his birthday he was like yo i would love for you to come play um um, lonely with me on stage tomorrow. And I was like, wow. Like I was like crying. I was like, this is crazy. 
So the next day, go by. I had a couple of things to do during the day. In New York, I get so much work done. I love New York so much. Um, and he calls me at like five, right? I was going to head over to the, like four. I was going to head over there at like five because they play later at night. And I didn't know what time I had to show up for like rehearsals, or whatever. He calls me. He's like, yo, are you here? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, I'm in my hotel room. And he was like, oh, dude, like you need to be here right now. Like, bro, we, like you have to rehearse and get ready for this song. And this was like the biggest moment for me ever. Cause one, it's MSG. And it was for my best friend Cooper. And he was like, oh man, I don't know. Like really wish you were here. Like someone should have like figured out like what the timing was. And I was like, fuck dude. And I got so pissed. I, I broke my phone. I like slammed it against the wall and I was like, fuck this. And I walked to Shannon's room. I was like, we got to go. Like I fucked up. Like I should have been here on time. And we, I think in Kells is like so mad, right? He's like so pissed. I show up and he's like, yo, what's up, dude? And like walks over with the acoustic guitar, plays the song literally for like 15 seconds. He's like, oh, cool. Sick. And then when that was it, and we just performed it and in front of like MSG. That was his first Sold time playing MSG Square too. Garden. And so just like moments like that, like how could I ever feel like I'm in the wrong place? And that's what I love to tell people is like that stuff doesn't happen for people that are in the wrong place. You know what I mean? And it makes me believe in myself and my journey. And like, um, like, like I tell people, every, it's everything outside of like the performance that really like people take away. And that's what I took away. Like Kel's. Um, I needed that. You know what I mean? I needed yeah. Cooper needed that. His whole family was there. Um, they got to watch and like cry. And it was his birthday. It was just the craziest thing in the world. And I would have never, and it's so funny. I know this is like a, a deeper way to think about it, but even down, if I would have never done what I did three years ago, starting just believed in myself, that would have never happened. You know what I mean? And it's just this chain reaction of events of just being blessed and grateful and always taking the opportunities when you can, like yeah. you're just saying. It's crazy, man. Like it's it's been nearly four years since I lost my brother. Yeah. The same situation, addiction, drugs, the whole melting pot of trying to deal with life. Yeah, and it, it's crazy, man. And it's it's it it happens. It it, it can happen right from underneath you. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, it's you never know how bad it is until after, and that's the the hardest part about it. You know, it's like it's such a it's such a hard battle uh, for people to deal with. Also, that are involved with someone that is involved with drugs like heavily and addicted because no one really knows what to do. Everyone's trying their best, you know? And um, that's why a big part of my career as well is like really being involved in mental health. Also Coop's Advice is an organization that his family started that I'm um, really heavily involved in and just like giving people a comfortable space to feel, um, which I think music is a perfect gateway to do that, which is why I'm so grateful for my job. Uh, it's the only therapy that's ever helped me. Like music, my music, writing, the whole process, is just um, is just as much selfishly for me as it is for everybody involved in that listens. So I'm really grateful for it. It's wild. And and it, it seems like you do talk about what you're going through in most of your, most of your songs. It's it's all like really channeled. Try to be. Yeah. It's it's important to be out there. I think there's a lot of music right now. I'm very excited for my next album. I'm very excited for everything because even more so than my first, that was just the very beginning for me. You know, I didn't have a lot of um, experience under my belt. And Do you now, find that like writing like is therapeutic and like mm, you really can like go in and channel and process? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's it's even it's so therapeutic that even the times that are frustrating when I like I can't figure something out or I can't get this song down, it's still beneficial for me because it's like it's all those little inconspicuous lessons that you teach yourself of like if you can get yourself through this moment of like you feel like there's nothing else you can do, even on a small level those build up to like the big moments in your life where you just don't give up. You know what I mean? So it's so yeah. therapeutic. It's ridiculous. Also, music's just fun. <laughs> like, it's so sick. So let's talk about fun. Sober is the new song. Sober is the new song. It's out now. New single. 
the new single. We got the music video up on here, which you claim is your best music video you've done to date. Yeah, it is. 100%. The director, Van, and also with the creative director, uh, Joe Perez, who does the 1975. He's done a lot of... Uh, we saw 1975 played before Kells in Miami Beach for they're the thing. They're so good. They are so fucking God, good. they're so good. They're really like a landmark in music history of like for bands. For sure. Um, for sure. That made an impact. Yeah, this is, this is dope. It was also super different for me. I wanted to... It, it's funny... Um, my first album is a completely pure pop punk. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like a record that uh, Blink and like Taking Back Sunday, you know, like collaborate. That's what it sounds like. Um, I was also just trying to figure out myself as well. And it was a great foundation to start on. This song um, I, I had made with Mike Posner. I had accidentally been double booked with Travis like, oh, I accidentally did this. But I still think that he did it on purpose. <laughs> I'm like, bro, what do you mean you double booked me and Mike in the same? Like, what are you talking about? Uh, but yeah, he... I had this melody in my head that I could not get out of my head. Um, and so we wrote it together and we, we've had it for quite a bit, uh, quite a while, probably like six months, seven months. And we finally uh, decided to put it out as the first single for kind of like this new rollout I'm about to do, which is a bunch of singles, a bunch of videos, a bunch of content getting ready for my next album, uh, which is called Life's Full of Bumps. And um, it, it's really it, it's really cool because I took myself out of the box that I had put myself in already. Yep. And I'm trying to, again, kind of reinvent myself, not in uh, like changing who I am, but just allowing people to see how much I've grown uh, personally, mentally, my voice, my like writing. Um, the the range of the music on this album is so crazy. It's like, there's no genre. I don't think you could put the whole project in um, there. It's all very branched out and stuff. I'm really excited about because it's like the pop punk stuff, which, you know, Kells and Travis created together, just finally got nominated for a Grammy for it. It's like their finally. own category, but it's, a, it's under the rock category, but yeah. you're still nominated. It's still Grammy nominated. It's still, it's fucking a huge achievement, but everybody wants to do pop punk now. Mm -hmm. So it's like this <laughs> last two years, it's like what you guys created, everybody's kind of chasing now. Uh, and, 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 and it's kind of funny that you're sitting here saying, well, you know what, maybe we're going to go step outside the box again and recreate again. And Absolutely. And it's funny too, because there's a lot of songs on this next album that are pure pop punk um, to the extent of like my first album, um, because I can never let go of that. You know what I mean? That's like who I am at the core. That's what started all this. But yeah, I love being able to show people like, you never know what you know until you do. Yeah. And I've found so much bliss, um, so many positive reactions and like real moments for myself in the music that I'm creating right now. When I decided to stop worrying about the genre, stop trying to worry about how punk, quote unquote, something was or how um, this or that. And just allowing myself to be me and take from my inspirations. Like we were talking about earlier, like I love corn and then I love JB. You know what I mean? And like, where does that get me? And I get that's what we're going to find out on this next album. I'm, I'm in. I feel yeah. like that's exciting. Like, yeah. you, you, why, why does it have to? Like, I'm a painter, right? And, oh, I and I that. paint so many different genres I can do this and this and it's like why do you have to conform to one thing like keep it interesting if you're talented in all these categories why the fuck not exactly. do it you and know I, yeah people I feel like people uh, are scared to risk what they have um, because they like value it so much and I think that reward really only comes from risk yeah and uh, like set, putting yourself in the right position to take risks is important which I think I have with Trav and, and Kels and they really allow myself to express um, what I want to do now, but it's also been like, I've been, when I started music, I was 18 and I'm 21 now. 
like just being those ages is already hard enough alone. Like you're just trying yeah. to figure out life. And when you're 25, you might it's going to change again. Yeah, and then no, 30, then yeah, you're going to be our age. I <laughs> hope I'm different every like six months we're that not I'm old. alive. You know no, what we're mean? not old. But I, what me now versus <laughs> me when I was 21, completely different. Yeah, totally. I yeah. try to remind people that all the time. So Same I think the, the growth of everything, just not putting yourself in a box. That's like the worst thing you could do. Yeah. Have fun with it. Yeah. Screw it. I'm going to be the number one undisputed championship ring girl of the that's world. Okay. That's, let's you know, go. That's my you next can do goal. anything you put your mind to. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite thing about Christmas? I, I just got I just got informed that I'm like the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> you hate Christmas. I don't hate Christmas. I'm just like. No, honestly, rare opinion. I don't know. Christmas isn't the same as it used to be. Craziest thing that I noticed like in my age bracket now is all my just friends and people my age that have kids. They all get their kids way too much. And it's yeah. like this overload of like kids just ripping through boxes and boxes and not even really caring what it is. Like when yeah. I was a kid, it was like you'd have like one real present one real and present, then a few a little ones. ones yeah. Whereas kids today, people want to spoil their children. And I think that's going to end up bad for everybody. It already is. Don't spoil your kids, kids. Don't spoil your kids, kids. Like I wasn't spoiled. And although there's a whole list of things that people could say otherwise to this, I feel like I turned out pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you're doing pretty good. good. You're doing well. Right? Jaden, we fucking love you, dude. We love you. And By we, I mean me and all my personalities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, there's going to be a point in my life. You so do this a show ever at happens. Home? No, like, I would love to, like, do like like do UFC even if it's on a sc small scale level. I'm I just sure love the whole happen. idea of, like, fighting. That's just, like, that happens everywhere in life until, like, recently. Like, when you fight people, people get in trouble, which I'm like, this is crazy. But. That's like life. Like yeah. that's how life has always been. People yeah. just yeah. fight. She's been there from the beginning. Yeah, 15 oh, years. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Wow. Travis, Travis loves the fight. Since I was your Travis, age, I, I was Travis. hired at your age. Oh, yeah? yeah? Maybe you should have your daddy take you to a fight right? one day. <laughs> he yeah. loves it. Even when we're in the studio, he's like, oh, he's like, the fights are on right now. He's like, do you watch? I'm like, every time I'm like, yeah, a little bit. He's like, oh, you got to watch it. <laughs> it's like, bro. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys, we're kind of like wrapping up to an end here. Um, Brittany, we'll we'll see you soon. Yeah, see you the next time. We hope. This is the last show before the holidays. So. Okay, well, then I, I'll see you at uh, X Games. Yes. I'll see you in Aspen. Yes. Oh, crazy. Yeah. You That's might be wild. coming there too. That's yes. later. We'll talk about that later. I'll teach you to snowboard. Oh, please teach me to snowboard. I need to. I've never been, bro. It's really You've sad. Oh, he'll teach you. All right, Mike, I've never seen like, real you, snow. You know what I mean? You've seen real snow. No, no. It doesn't snow in Tennessee? No, no, it's in like it, you've it, like driven uh, the bus through snow. I bet all the snow I've seen is like ice. It's not like soft like mountain snow. Well, maybe you're coming to Aspen. Yeah. We're going to Aspen. We're going to Aspen. Bunny I kind of want your jacket, dude. It's good. Unknown UK. They're great. That's cool. They're fantastic. And I just noticed here we've got a zero energy drink coming out. Zero sugar. So that's actually um, I like that can. The green. Cool. I'm gonna actually cool. try it right here. I'm just gonna give it a little try. But this is coming out next year, guys. Mm. A little ASMR. Wow. It tastes like the real OG <laughs> regular with zero sugar. Zero. <laughs> no sugar. If you hate sugar or you're allergic. We'll be back next year with um next year. Wow. Can't believe That's I it. just said that. That's wow. a wrap. 2023, we're coming for you. That's a wrap. It's a wrap, baby. Let's go. Woo! Woo! Uh. Unleashed with the Dingo and Danny, fueled by Monster Energy.